me hear you say, uh. uh, uh, uh. This ain't no motherfucking people. Well, what's going on, Redskins Nation? This is your boy, Keith. You know me on Twitter as KGSkins26. Uh, if you're out there listening, uh, definitely give me some love. Uh, of course, I love everybody. Um, <laughs> whether you you like me, love me, or hate me, I'm still going to be here regardless. Um, also on the line, I have our co-host, uh, Zeke. Um, Zeke, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good uh, amid everything that's going on. It's a crazy time right now, but me personally, in my house, you know, everybody's doing good. Awesome. That's good to hear, man. And we also have uh, another guest on with us tonight. Uh, it's our good friend John uh, from the Philly area. Uh, I know he doesn't live in Philly, but I was just – I tag you to Philly, bro. I don't know. Uh, we're both kind of in the same boat on that. But uh, uh, definitely happy to have you on the show tonight. Um you know, how how you been, man? How How's everything going? How's your family? Uh, well, first of all, I want to appreciate you guys uh, getting me on the show tonight. Really appreciate that. Um, family's doing well. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I grew up in this area pretty much my whole life. But um, doing the best I can, man. Family hanging in there as well, man. So appreciate it again. Definitely good to hear. Well, fellas, I mean <laughs> – uh, 2020 has definitely been a ride and we're only in June. Um, I, I mean, as you can tell from every social media source to every news outlet to even just, uh, you know, home with your families and seeing what's going on in your guys' world, uh, ton of stuff going on that obviously none of us have seen before. Um, now some of it we have, and we obviously are going to be discussing that this evening. Um, I do understand and realize that, you know, uh, we started this uh, podcast where it was just, Reds, you know, Redskins talk only, but uh, obviously with what's going on in our world today, uh, there's some heavier topics that I think are a, a lot more important that, you know, depending on how many people are listening, you know, might only be a few and that's fine, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, we try to find a way to use our platform to uh, bring fun. Um, unfortunately, tonight probably isn't going to be one of those uh, fun episodes, but it is going to be an episode where I think it's very important that uh, we discuss, you know, what's going on. So, uh, gentlemen, I really don't have a structure on how I want to, uh, you know, have this open discussion Um You know, I don't want to get too much into – well, let me just say this. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but how I'm feeling was I didn't really want to do this episode, and I'll be 100% honest with you. It's not because I can't stand behind 100% behind what I truly believe, but what I'm having a hard time with, and as you've been, you know, reading and seeing the past few days is – it can be difficult at times because you might say something that you don't necessarily mean it in a way, 
uh, but it might come off in a way you have folks that are waiting to pick apart anything that you say. Now, when I say that, take that with a grain of salt. I'm not trying to pretend that I'm anybody special. I am just a guy out in the world trying to do what's right, uh, just as well as I, I know that you guys are, you know, as well. And there's many other folks as well. But I was real hesitant about doing this episode because I didn't know, you know, who would be listening. Um, I really didn't want to deal with the foolery on Twitter uh, because there are a lot of different opinions on this major subject. Um, So I figured it's time that, you know, especially on Twitter, um, I haven't done so much on Facebook. I'm going to be a little bit more open-minded. I did write a long post the other morning and then I deleted it. Um, and I did so just because I, I just don't want to be so consumed with having to defend my thoughts, um, you know, whether they be pro, whether they not, whatever it is, there's always some, someone that has to fucking say something. And that's the part that I'm trying to avoid. However, uh, deciding pretty much today at the last minute that, you know, we were going to do the episode, um, I decided to, to do this because I think that it's time that we do discuss things that, you know, may put some of us in a uncomfortable position because I think it needs to be done. Um, and we'll get more into that. But as I say that, obviously I know both of you and anybody who may be listening, the two, three people, I always joke about that, but it's, it's funny to me. Um, but the people that are listening, we all know what happened. We all saw the video. Um, I don't think that it's necessary to get into details um, of the situation. We're not breaking any type of news. We saw what happened, and I know that pretty much the whole world, for the most part, um, can agree that uh, George Floyd was murdered by that cop. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no excuses. There's no nothing at the end of the day. That's point blank what happened. So moving forward, you know, uh, days later, we all kind of see, you know, what the outcome has come from this. So before I get too deep into my thoughts, um, let me just reach out, uh, you know, and again, I want to say this too. Through our conversations, guys, I may ask questions. I want you to know that these questions aren't necessarily will always be questions and I will speak up on what I agree with and what I don't agree with if it comes to that. But I'm going to ask questions and they could be uncomfortable questions in the sense of, because I think that we need to have an open discussion. I think there needs to be some education. I think we need to learn something from this as best as we can. And so by doing that, you know, if I have to ask the tough questions to hear different point of views. I think at the end of the day, we're all going to learn something from this. Um, But these questions may not always be my necessary, you know, my view. It's just been questions that have popped into my head from the things that I've been reading these past few days. And the same goes for you guys. If you guys have any questions, by all means, uh, you know, uh, you know, ask and let's kind of go from there. But John, I wanted to to reach out to you. I mean, uh, ultimately overall, uh, you know, from day one of this situation, you know, what's been your thoughts? Um, how are you feeling? And, uh, you know, where do you think we're, we're, we're moving 
towards to at this point? Uh, good question. Um, <clears throat> I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm going to be 100% with you guys. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm sad, I'm hurt, um, also disappointed. Um, this is unfortunately nothing new. This has, you know, been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years, and and we, you know, the rallies happen, and and you know, you hear from the government that they're going to come up with some different laws and different ways to stop this, and it just, you know, continues to happen. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a shame. I think somebody told me when I, I put something on Facebook about. The, the other three officers being charged, and they upgraded the the first officer to second degree murder, and that's a shame that that's good news. That that's good news, like you know. Um, but it's not going to bring Mr. Floyd back, and I definitely want to give my condolences to the Floyd family for their you know for their loss. And, and it was it was senseless. You know, I'm hearing over a twenty dollar bill. But no matter what, it was a damn penny or whatever it was, I don't care if he was trying to steal a TV. It, it's just he didn't deserve to die. So um, it's it's just very frustrating. I'm I'm hurt, um, and and I I completely understand why people are protesting. And as we as we see on TV, it's not just in the United States. They're protesting in Germany. They're protesting in the UK. They're protesting in Africa. They're protesting everywhere. So. This is something that is a world issue. Obviously, you know, it's a big focal point in our country, but this is a world issue that I, as an African-American male, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, And it's very upsetting. And, And that's just how I feel about it at the moment. Zeke, what are your thoughts? Uh man, it's it's. I mean, it's a it's and and I know I've seen people saying like it's it ridiculing when somebody says it's a it's a tricky subject. It's it, it's not that it the the basis of it's not tricky. That's you know clear. It's clear. It's obvious. It's clear. But the the way of uh, you know trying to just turn turn stuff on people like you know the the social media hate like i've i've taken such a like not for me personally because i've you know just been laying back because they're really i've you know i've i've voiced out on some things and like i'm i'm i've had stuff twisted on me in the past and with the way the the climate is right now like you know you're terrified of saying the wrong thing because I, for me uh i i mean it's like I, I guess I always looked at it at, at a personal level with me and my family and the the way we are, the way we raise our kids, and and you know it's there's it's not being no no passed on racism in this family at least from I can speak for me, my wife and my kids, and I've messaged multiple friends uh, that are you know feeling oppressed and just hey I'm I'm with you. Um, the best, the only thing I can promise any any anyone that that's oppressed like that is that I I I'm raising my kids, so we're, we're, we we got to make a difference with the kids. That's that's where it's at, and I you know, 
as a white man, I, I can get arrested and not be scared for my life. And that's where, that's, that, that's where my, everything just, when I, when I, when you start thinking of it like that and when people really think about it, or if you've been arrested and, you know, Keith, you know, I've really been out there about it, but I was, and I have been, and at no point was I in fear for my life at all. And that right there, I mean, that's, we got it's long past the time for something to happen, and it's not just a left issue, a right issue, a Trump, a Biden. All of the all of these players in power are all race baiting. They 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 manipulate people. These poli- like we just have to really get better people running for office and get the corruption out. These lifelong bureaucrats that they don't care about me. They don't care about you. And it's, it's, you know, it's going to be ultimately up, up to us as a people and said, John, around the world. It's not just an America thing. This is not an America, just an American thing. There, there are a pre- oppressed people all around the world. And man, if, if man, he, man, it's, it's time for change, man. Long, long overdue. Long well, overdue. <clears throat> So, where do I want to begin in this? And I want to make sure that I'm not long-winded either, because there is a lot to say on this topic. Um, I've seen both sides of the – well, now let me take that back. I experienced a situation when uh, I was in my teenage years uh, working at a grocery store. Uh, A buddy of mine, um, you know, he he was African-American. He was black. I uh, lived in a black neighborhood. Um, I was taking him home one night, taking him home one night from work. And, uh, of course, back then I had this uh, pretty badass, uh, I forget the year that it was, but it was a Ford Ranger step side. thing was red, right? So, of course, back in those days, you know, it was cool. It was cool to throw the neons on. And so I had some red neon dice. And anyways, I'm bringing them home. I had some red neon dice hanging from the, the rear view mirror and I was bringing them home and we get pulled over. And that was the first time in my entire life that I actually got to see a difference uh, of how white folks are being treated compared to black folks uh, with uh, the police. Uh, but basically what happened story in short was, uh, of course, I was the driver. So he asked for my license and registration, but then he also asked my friend Isaiah to put his hands on the dashboard. Uh, so he did. And when I gave my license and registration, he went back to his car and I looked at my friend Isaiah and I said, I got to test this out because, you know, I want to hope that this isn't the case. And <clears throat> So I decided to keep my hands folded and my friend Isaiah said, you know, I I don't know if I would do that. And I was like, but I got to know this for myself. I got to, I got to see this 15 minutes later. And I'm probably exaggerating on that time, but cop came back and never once told me to put my hands on the steering wheel. Um, But my buddy over there had his hands on, on the dashboard. Um, That's when I knew something wasn't right. And from that point forward, I kind of was still, you know, I'll be honest, I was still living in my white privileged bubble. Okay. Um, I kept, you know, moving on with my life. 
you know, I knew that that was a fucked up situation, but, you know, we moved on from it. Didn't really have too much discussion on it. I just looked at him, told him I was sorry, and that was the end of that. Um, And then as I go through time, you know, when you're looking out into the realities of the world, just because you see people getting along doesn't necessarily mean that behind closed doors that people are getting along, if you know what I'm saying. And so I guess for me, I wouldn't say that I was closed-minded, but I just felt like that things weren't as bad as people that were making it to be. Uh, It wasn't until, you know, later on in life when you start seeing the things that are going on where you start to become open-minded about a lot of things and then you start to get a better understanding. Um, But at the same time, when you get a better understanding of these things, there were still things that, you know, I think that could have been, you know, done differently that still wasn't done that is, I feel like is going to get done now. And that is uh, a lot of people, you know, standing up to this issue at hand, Uh, because at the end of the day, what this all boils down to is that white cop murdered that black man and uh, enough is enough. And what I'm embarrassed about as a white person is the fact that it took this incident and it's taking all this destruction and anger and, you know, all these different perspectives within the social media world that you get to see for the first time compared to all the other situations that have happened that were also wrong. Um, But you're seeing a lot of different perspectives firsthand. And what it's actually doing is, uh, you know, when you're, when I'm sitting back and I'm being quiet on certain things, it's because I'm just reading I'm just trying to educate myself. I'm just trying to understand, and I'm just trying to see how I can help, and along with others, help to find a a resolution, if there will be one. And I feel like that there's a lot of lost faith that a resolution will come about um, with this. And to be be honest, I I don't blame it. So... um, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, where I am, you know, with this situation. So, you know, that's why I wanted to have, you know, you guys on to have different perspectives um, and, you know, be able to ask the tough questions because I think that, you know, that they need to be asked. Um, you know, so, so John, you know, my, my question to you is, is uh, I, I, some of the things that I'm seeing on social media is uh, you have a lot of you have a lot of folks that are trying to say the right things, but I think that sometimes those right things aren't getting translated, you know, very well. And I think that where, and I'm going to be completely honest, just from what I'm seeing, I think that a lot of white folks don't understand or know how we can help. Um, other than, you know, standing, you know, beside your brother and sister during the protest, the, the peaceful protesting that's going on, um, you know, what, through, through your experience and what you've seen and people that you've talked to, what are some of the things that you think that white folks can do besides the, the, the social media, you know, typing? What, what can we do out in our perspective communities um, that can help push this situation further into the right direction. Yeah, that's a that's a really that's a really great question and 
it's a hard one to really answer because, I mean, as, you know, like I said, an African-American male or, Afri- you know, as being African-American in general, I don't think we have an answer of how, you know, um, like occasions can, you know, support in this situation. It's, I'm, you know, I'm just lost for words. You know, like I said, my family, I'm married to a white woman. I love her to death. And my family, you know, my kids are, you know, I'm mixed. And I have to give my son that difficult conversation. You know, he's only 13 years old, but I have to tell him, like, you know, you're, you know, unfortunately, the color of your skin, you may be looked at differently. You know, you may have people still make fun of you because you don't look like that particular person. And it's very unfortunate. The best thing that I would say for support is just to spread love. I mean, that's my big thing. I have, I've been saying since it's happened, and I know I had a couple uh, freaked out a couple times on Twitter. I took a lot of the tweets down. I just felt like this, that's out of my nature. That's not in my nature. I'm all about love, not hate. Um, and I, you know, I come, I come from, I'm from Trenton, New Jersey, another town that decided to, you know, act a fool a few nights ago. I came, you know, I lived in an area where I had nothing for the most part, and my dad worked two or three jobs to, you know, put food on the table to make sure I got my Sega Genesis for Christmas. You know, um, a lot of my friends that I grew up with are either at this point either dead or in jail. Maybe a few made it out. Um, So I, you know, I made a lot of great decisions, you know, built off the foundation of my parents. And just to take it back a little bit with my parents, you know, right now um, they're in their mid-70s and they grew up in in the South. They grew up in Georgia and Florida. So you can think about that if my parents in the mid-70s, they grew up the time of segregation. So heard all the stories of them, you know, having to go to colored bathrooms and, going to segregated schools, and, you know, they laid the foundation. They dealt with all that pain and, you know, destruction for us to have a better, you know, better living. And and to be perfectly honest, from that time to this point, has it been a, a lot better? Yes. I mean, think about it right now. If I was dating a white woman back in the 50s, we knew what, we knew the outcome. I wouldn't be talking to you right now if that was the case. So, yes, we have had made some positive steps in terms of, you know, bridging that divide. Um, I'm not going to get into the political aspect of all this, but a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of that is tied into this a little bit to give certain other people something they can say to bridge the gap the other way back to where it was. Uh, my opinion is we are going back the other way, and it's very sad and depressing. Um, there's a little story about myself back in the, probably back in the day where I along with you back in 1998. I was um, with one of my buddies, and we were talking to some girls. And soon the soon the ladies got the car. I'm getting ready to pull away, and lo and behold, within two seconds, police pull in. And we were not in the city. We were living in a, we was in a, a suburb area, so it was predominantly white. Um, so the uh, the cops 
um, two cops came out the car. One came on my side. I was driving, and my buddy was on the other side. So to make this short and sweet, um, I was dressed up with Tommy Hilfiger. I had Tommy Hilfiger hat, jacket, jeans, pair of Jordans, maybe on my feet. Now, my, my friend, on the other hand, he was considered, you know, hood. He had on the Tims. He had on the baggy jeans, the, the, the skull cap, um, and he had on, like, a, you know, a big shirt. To make this short and sweet, we get when we got pulled over, well, we didn't leave the spot, they decided to get my buddy out the car and have him behind the vehicle searching him up and down. And guess what? Because I was dressed nicely, they didn't search me. What type of shit is that? I could have been the one that had a gun, drugs, anything on me, but just the way he was dressed, and this is the late 90s, they decided to search him. And, of course, he was clean. So it's it's, it's unbelievable. Like, I just – I mean, I'll be honest. I'm – I have no felonies, no misdemeanors on my record ever. I haven't had a ticket in probably 15 to 20 years. To this day, when I'm driving to work and I, a cop gets behind me, I fear that they're going to pull me over and they're following me. I'm like, my first thing I think of, great, they're going to run my plates. They're going to run my plates. They can run it all they want to because I'm good. But as a black man getting pulled over by a cop, I don't care if it's a black cop, white cop, Indian cop. I don't care who it is, what race it is. I'm worried. And one thing you don't want to show an officer is that you're scared for any reason. And unfortunately, that's how I feel right now. But back to what you, back to your question again. Well, hold on, John. The let me ask you a question. Big thing is love. Yeah. Yeah. John, let me ask you a question. Now, you know, with with you, you know, describing that, when you had a talk with your 13-year-old, um, did that part of the conversation come up where, you know, you had to, you had to give, you know, those type of details? Um, and, you know, I guess the question I'm trying to ask is, is your 13-year-old now afraid, you know, based upon, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, based upon the skin color is how, how is your 13 year old feeling about this? You know, especially moving forward. Are they, are they scared or, you know, what, what's their feeling? What type of questions did they ask you when, you know, when you were explaining? The big thing, um, yes, she's, um, my kids are very, um, afraid. They're definitely very afraid for me. Um, they, my my son believes is they're going to be martial laws. They're going to be a civil war. And as a parent, your your, your job is to protect your children, no matter what. And I tell my children, I say, look, no matter what happens, I'm there for you. If there's a car coming, I'm jumping in the front of that car to save you. I'm 42 years old. I've had a good life so far. So hey, if I have to take myself out to protect you guys, so be it. I will. Um, but I also tell them to be proud from who for who they are. It's it's tough. It's 
it's tough when you you know when you have your kids thinking that there's going to be a civil war. That yeah, no, totally under both yeah, races totally both races are going to go after each other, and they're in the middle. They're mixed. They're in the middle, and they don't know. You know, they, my son, like, do I have to choose a side? No, you be yourself, and you love. You love each other. Love is love will out trump hate any day. Yeah. Love each other. So that's what I tell them. Definitely love each other. Don't pick sides. Be proud for who the hell you are. And you stick together. Love and you'll it. be fine. Zeke. Uh, Zeke, what, what are some of the things that you, um, you know, as a white male, what are some of the things that, that – You've actually, you know, seen in social media or on the news, things, stories that you've heard, uh, things that you've seen that maybe you've learned that you didn't know before or maybe that you weren't so open-minded uh, before that you can look at the situation now. And maybe, you know, that, that's probably not the perfect question to ask because I don't want to put it out there like you've always been closed-minded, but just in general, what – What's something that you have learned this week that you may have not have known before? Well, um, I, 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 and truthfully, going all the way back to when I was in school, you know, I've just, I, I've never, I've never looked, I've never looked down at other people. I've always been, that's how I was raised. We respect everybody. And you you judge people on the character of their heart. And, 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 you know, you have my respect until you don't. That's how I was raised, and I, you know, that's that's the truth. And so, and I think because like I'm, I'm, I am not that, but there is absolutely that, and I've seen it. We've all seen it in our personal lives with family members or people we know, and it's, you know, it, it it's it's a very real thing. And I think for me, like I said, like I being being arrested last year. You know, getting the DUI, leaving the fucking Redskins Giants game. Ah, anywho, I should. I mean, I it, it wasn't like a one of those deals where I was like out there, you know, driving crazy. I it was a fluke deal that I got pulled over. I'd already made it all the way from FedEx Field to Cambridge and pulled into McDonald's. I got pulled over when everything went down, but at the whole time, like I not not one time did I fear for my life at all. Not one, not one damn moment, not a second did I, did I ha- actually have to have that fear. I, and that, that's a very real, that's a very, very real fear for non-white people when it comes to the police. And, and not, and, I, and I'm saying this like, I know not every cop is bad. They have got to get better at weeding these motherfuckers out and getting them out and 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 love, love is always going to trump hate, like John said. It's the truth, and it will. And I, you know, I I, I reached out, and and I I didn't want to put it out on Twitter, on and certain stuff because I didn't want it. I didn't want anybody trying to grandstand or soapbox, you know. Or I'm just saying it to blah blah. Like I privately messaged. I think that's the hardest thing, Zeke. Yeah, I think that's that? the hardest thing too. It, it is. We, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, man, there's a lot of white folks that, you know, definitely want to take a stand and say, hey, you know, we're allies. 
I think right now we're in a position where, and this is no one's fault, we're just in a position where we don't want to go overboard with, you know, saying, you know, because we don't want to come off like we're doing exactly like what you said, grandstanding or making a show out of something. I think that we're just in a position right now where we're trying to figure out when's the best time to show our, uh, you know, to, to, to show where we stand, you know, with our brothers and sisters. And I think, you know, for the logical, you know, reasonable folks, we're just, there's something that I will say on this, you know, in a little bit, but I think that that's the hardest part is you don't want to go overboard because then it looks like you're just putting on a show. And I think that that's where a lot of us are just trying to figure out, uh, you know, what's too much and making sure that, you know, making sure that we're, I don't know, I just, I guess just making sure that we're not going overboard on this issue. And, and, and I guess for me, like I said, I, I, like you guys, I've had a lot that I've wanted to say as well, but I think that that's the biggest part of the issue, especially on uh, the Caucasian side of this is we're always talking. We're always talking. We always got something to say. We always want to have an opinion about an issue that we truly don't understand, right? If you really want to speak the truth on it, we don't fucking understand it, okay? No, and, and, and that and, – and, well, and to be, to be clear real quick on one thing, like when I talk about the grandstanding and stuff, I'm worried about my, my friends of the black community – looking at it as empty. And, of course, my, the good friends know that that's not the case, but I, I could care less what other fucking white people think. And I'm not saying that, like, I, I, I honestly could care less about that. That's, it's, not about, it's not about a singular, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a very complex issue, and it, 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 it is like poison the damn system to the, from the top to the bottom. And we just got to get it out. We got to get it. We got to get it. Right. But my thing is, though, is like when you're, when you're, you know, I think that this is where a lot of white people are confused is, and the reason why I asked John the question of how can we help, I think by us talking isn't helping, right? It's okay to, to stand up and show where you stand, but you also have to know as a white person when you need to step the fuck back, too. And the reason why that I say step the fuck back is not go against on what you stand, but it's step the fuck back and shut the fuck up. Because for all these years, we've been talking a lot of shit, but nothing has changed, right? So to me, I look at that whole thing as, oh, that's all grandstanding. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to be heard. We want to, you know, we want to let everybody know, you know, how we feel. But this is a situation where, we don't have a position to have a feeling, if that makes any sense, in some regard. I think that this is the time where we truly need to sit back, shut the fuck up, and listen to the people that are hurt. That's where white folks can help. And then when you allow people to get out their anger, get out their emotions, then you can do things in your community, right, it doesn't need to be filmed, right? I, I, went to, I went to a town hall last Saturday, right? I could have easily told my wife, hey, film this, because I, you know, I want to put it on Twitter. I, I need people to see that you know, I'm using my voice 
to try to create a difference within my community. Fuck that. That shit does not need to be out in the open. Now, did I talk about it on Twitter? Sure I did. Sure. Because that was my way of saying I'm shutting the fuck up, but I'm also not going to shut the fuck up on the issues at hand. And if a town hall in my community is going to open up to the public and say, you know, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how we can improve. Then that's how I, as a white person, am going to try to make a difference. And like I said on Twitter before, this isn't nothing. Like, I'm no superhero. This isn't, you know, fucking pull my, you know, cape out and look at me. I'm super white Caucasian man. Fuck out of here. No one cares about that. (laughs) But what what they do care about, though, is, is that we take a stand, but we learn when to shut the fuck up. And it's, it's, it's the approach. It's the approach of how we deal with this together, but we have to do it the right way. We have to allow people to be angry and be upset, and we may not agree with some of the things that they're saying. Like, for instance, and we can talk about this too, is the rioting, right? So this happens. It creates rioting, right? There's a lot of people that are like, you know what? This is how you're going to fucking hear us now. We're going to set everything on fucking fire, right? Well, now you've got those folks that are like, well, why do you got to do that? And then that creates uh, even more of an issue. So, you know, with that, you know, with that, it's almost like you're not going to stop the rioting from happening at this point. You know, and everyone's going to have a a different point of view, you know, about this. Um, But my thoughts on it are, your peaceful protesters, your good people who really want to make a fucking change, are the ones that are peacefully protesting during the daytime. Your people that want to cause anarchy and just fuck shit up and take advantage of the lawless, you know, system right now to get all this free shit, those are the people you probably don't want to fuck with. But at the same time, I'm not judging those people that are out there doing that, right? I'm keeping my mouth closed because I am in no position to tell someone how to fucking feel, right? Now, my opinion is is they're not good people because they're fucking robbing the system, but how am I going to, to create an argument on that when I know that a white cop just killed a black man and it's happening every day, Okay. Human life is more important to me than somebody stealing a fucking surround sound or a TV from Walmart. I don't really care. It's not right, but I don't really care. And you're not gonna, you're not gonna see me out there being a vigilante. You know, do your thing, whatever you got to do. But I am no one to judge. I am no one to judge someone on how to act and feel uh, on this situation. So I'm taking a step back. But you know, Zeke, since I, you know, cut you off, how are you feeling about the writing? How does this rioting to you, how does it come to an end? What is it that we have to do to end the destruction of our major cities? Um, well, man, like, like you on some stuff, it's hard, it's hard to even speak on because, I, like, I, I, me personally, the, it, it's one thing with the piece, I, and, and so much the rioting, you know, if it's if it's drawing attention and and you know really getting some attention, that's fine. The the, the problem 
what bothers me is I'm seeing, you know, elderly people and, and women being attacked with two befores and man, that's just like, I mean, you got, you got these, like, we got a, a population of people, right? And, and there's a lot of bad people on the, in the planet, on the planet, a lot of bad people. And they all, they, they all look different. It's, it's not, this one's does, you know, it's nothing like that. Everything this the planet has bad people and good people, and what you when you when you see, man, when you see people attacking, you know, elderly people just trying to protect their business, like that's something that's just like wow, man, it, 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 those are bad people. But the the you know stopping traffic or hey, you know, getting to these government buildings and really like you know makeage of of peaceful protesting. I mean, it, it, it it's good for. Some people, social media, news agencies love it because they can, you know, get their puff pieces on it. But we always have that, and then it cycles right on out of the news, and nobody's talking about it anymore until the next, you know, inevitably the next video shows up. And I think, and I said this on Twitter, and I, I really mean it. I believe it. The the mother mother technology is going to be a big part of putting a lot of this shit to rest. Because you got people with cameras and, and they're, I mean, videotaping it, and it's not even just what happened with uh, Floyd, but the the whole. I mean, every every other day, I feel like we we got a video on tw- on the timeline of of a white person a a white per- person using white privilege and you know getting law enforcement involved when when it comes to black men and that's basically attempted murder in, in the circumstances. Like she knew what she was doing in, in, in the situation with the bitch fucking, you know, strangling the fucking dog while she was so worried for her life, walking around strangling this fucking dog. And she's worried about the black man bird watching. Get the fuck out of here. Technology is going to, going to help. Like these people will be exposed. And, and you see like, look, when a racist gets outed, it's over. I mean, it, it, it's social media. That's I, that's one thing that I like about it. One of the things that comes out of it, because you know, you you ain't gonna get away with it anymore. And you know that the way that's Zeke. that's how you stop this shit. Yeah, but Zeke, we we've had social media for a while, right? And, and, and I'm not going against what you're saying, but we've had social media for a while. We've had camera phones for a while now. Yeah, well, I just mean in general, like, I'm not necessarily saying social media. I just mean, like, people being able to have cameras and videos getting circulate. Like, you know, you, I, I know what you're saying, and I, and I, I agree with that, too. I, my, my point is, like, it, 10, 15 years ago, you know, this crazy stuff, like, you know, wrong, wrongful convictions and all of these different things that, just didn't make any kind of, you know, local newspaper type stuff, if that. And with with the, the whole technology and social media, you know, everybody's got a chance to react. It's not always a good thing. And a lot of people like to, you know, spread lies and, and misinformation on there to get people riled up, to race bait. They want us, they want us, the, the top 5% want us all attacking each other. And it, it, it's a damn shame, and but it's, it, it has to end. It has to end. And I, I you know, yeah, I, it has I agree to end. I agree 100%. I agree 100% because yeah. you know what? If, if, there wasn't, if, if there wasn't no damn video um, um, shot of this horrific you know, crime, 
the cop would have got away with it if there was no video. They would have said, well, yeah, George, George right Floyd now. was a drug addict, or he did this, he did that. He had a criminal history. So the fuck what? He didn't deserve to die? Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. No. That'd be no, my, he that'd be my black ass on the, on, the, on the concrete. Yeah. For 20 goddamn dollars? You think they're going to throw well, a white man on the ground for $20? They're going to let his ass go. More likely. Yep. 100%. John, with you, 100%. John, with, with, with you being over like, there, with you being over there, you know, near Philly, you know, like myself, I mean, you obviously have seen, you know, what's been going on over there. Um, you probably have been hearing all the flashbangs, too, um, you know, just as well as we have. I mean, I was getting texts from my wife uh, in the middle or last night, you know, telling me that it was going off. And, um, you know, what are your thoughts, you know, on the riots, you know, versus, you know, the situation, you know, that, that that's happened to cause all of this? I mean, you know, where, yeah. where do you stand with it? Um, I'm all for the peaceful protest. I'm all about the love. I love to see a lot of diversity out there, which is great. And and and, uh, and you see the love out there when you see, you know, all the different ethnicities out there, um, you know, out there for a positive cause. Now the riots, I'm not one to judge. I don't know how they fucking feel. I mean, I know how I feel. I feel disappointed that they're running into stores and taking things. But also, some of these people don't have shit. I mean, look at the Germantown area. Like, I worked out that area. It's a tough area, and there's a lot of poverty, and there's a lot of sadness. And I know half those people don't have nothing. And I had, you know, I used to work over there at my current, at my store, and people asking for change and things like that. I mean, not saying that's not anywhere, but I can see the pain that these people are going through. I don't, I don't agree with the looting whatsoever, but I don't have the right to say they're all bad people. And once again, it's everybody out there doing it. It's not just the black folks doing it. It's the white folks, the Indians, the Asian. It's everybody's out there yep. doing that. And do I agree that with everyone that? Everyone sees them the no, opportunity. Yeah, I don't agree with it at all. But once again, I don't have the right to say they're bad people because I don't know how the hell they're feeling. Because what if that was my cousin or my brother that that was just killed? How the hell would I respond? Right now, I'm saying something different. But I probably would respond a lot differently. So it's it's really it's really hard to judge those people. I don't agree with it whatsoever. But I also don't agree with when peaceful protests are being broken up. And that causes the riot. Yeah. It, it, it's it's tough. And I mean, when is it going to stop? I mean, as we're talking right now, I'm watching CNN, and once again, there's large crowds across the country as we speak. You know, you keep hearing from the protesters that they want justice. I mean, slowly but surely, we're getting to that point. I mean, obviously, they raised them to raise the first guy to the second degree, and they charge the other three cops. But if they're thinking that by them charging these guys now, it's going to stop this, they're in their fucking minds. Because look at it right now. They're still out there. Well, still out I think there the, right. And I think another big problem, uh, you know, as you say that, 
I think another big issue is the amount of time that it takes to even charge these people. Like it, it takes people to cause destruction um, in order to get the point across, in order for things to happen. And I think that that's another issue that needs to be resolved in the near future is, you know, everybody saw it on video. Nothing has changed. The video has not changed. But it took too long Correct. to make a decision on what they were going to do, and, and that's something that needs to get fixed. Um, also, I want to notate, too, that when I say that the people at nighttime are bad people, I feel that they're bad people, but mind you, what I am seeing, which I'm super open-minded now and I'm educated now to see that there were plenty of videos out there uh, of white folks spray painting Black Lives Matter on buildings and causing all of this destruction um, as well. Oh, yeah, planting bricks and and different things. Oh, yeah, but I'm just, in general, like, you're not helping. You're, like, if you think that you're helping the African-American community, you're making it worse for them. And I watched a video, and I wish I had the ability, which I did if I had the time to have done it, but I watched a young woman for four and a half minutes, uh, a black woman, stand out there and literally – and literally give a speech about how these people are not helping her community. And she brought up the fact that instead you're making it worse because the media can then take this because after you spray paint BLM on a wall and you walk away from that, the first assumption is going to be that a black person was the one that that did that, that tagged that. Media is not going to – and so, it, it defines yeah, us as being ignorant. Yes. One hundred percent. And what I've seen from all this rioting is all those people coming out with, with shoes, TV, well, surround sounds. I mean, I've watched a lot of videos where, you know, people were recording all of the looting. And guess what? It ain't all black folks. It's opportunists out there doing it. And that's where I think that that white people are in trouble. And this is not a poor me playing the violin, by by the way, when I say this, but this is where I think white people are in trouble because black folks right now are having a hard time believing the intent of the white person when they say, I stand beside you. And that's the part where us white folks who truly are standing by our brothers and sisters who are feeling this pain we need to make sure that we are doing it for all the right reasons. We need to make sure that our brothers and sisters know that this isn't about us. This isn't about for clout. This isn't about look at me. This is about truly standing by your brothers and sisters and saying, I fucking, I I see you. I hear you. I'm listening. I want to help. And that's the message that needs to get across, but it's not, going to happen right now because there's too many people that are looking for clout in all aspects of their life there's too many people that want to say look at me look at me look at me and like i said i think that you know what's the intent what's the intent of the folks who um are writing black lives matter you know or spray painting black lives matter or destroying what's the intent are you are you really angry or are you just doing this to get out there to set folks up, to make folks, you know, black folks look a certain way, or 
in your own mind, do you think that this logically makes sense? And I think that that's the biggest problem is, is what is the intent? And that's the job that white folks need to do moving forward is figure out how can we get the intent across so people can, black folks can start seeing and weeding out the real from the fake. So any thoughts on that, Zeke? Nah, man, nah, I agree. I agree 100%. Just, it's, you know, it, it, saying it, and, and I, I've tweeted that too about empty words sometimes, you know, people say, you know, like my condolences or whatever, you know, some people genuinely care, but, you know, other people's are just, they're saying what they got to say to make things look good for themselves. And yeah, you got, you got every, you, you got every single, you know, every single race represented in, in what's happening in, with the looting and the riots and the, all of that, all of that stuff. And, you know, I, I and like like what John said, it's hard. Like I said, when I was talking about it earlier, it's hard to say that those, you know, just like really causing, you know, havoc, you know, getting the intention of you know political leaders is, you know, I, I hey look, it, it everything that else has come before this has has not is hasn't worked, isn't worked. So I get why things are going on like they go, are going on and. That the thing that we're you know just physically harming you know the opposing race and and anger if it's not the actual you know like you know if you're a family member and you know you could get a hold of the guy that you know the cops that were standing around watching it happen and it, it, it would be something different then but you know we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna bridge any gaps with you know letting uh letting letting the race baiting stuff go on and just ignore ignore what all that bullshit noise coming from politics is saying and just listen and and that's that's it man i'm just listen and open and i i know that the one thing for sure i can do on a daily fundamental basis is to can to continue to raise my kids the right way and that hey, way hey listen man hey listen listen man i'm gonna tell you exactly what we need to do to stop this. I've been listening to you white boys talk now for about a half hour, and I'm going to tell you what we need to do to end racism. Everybody, no matter where you live, needs to find the local aquarium. And at the same time, we all need to go to these local aquariums, and we need to free the penguins because penguins are black and white. They symbolize peace and they symbolize unity, and they are being caged up right now. And what these penguins represent is world peace in the yin in the yang. And until we free these penguins from all these aquariums, this racism is not going to end. If you want justice for George Foreman, we're going to need to all go to these aquariums. Everybody's going to need to take a penguin. Hurry up because the good ones are going to go fast. If you want a penguin, you have to go now. That is how you're going to prove that you love black people, is to take a penguin. If there is no aquarium near you, you can go to a zoo because zoos have lemurs. Lemurs have black and white tails, as long as it's a ring-tailed lemur. If you can't take a ring Get the fuck out of here. What the, yo, what the hell, what the hell was Who that? Who the fuck was that? 
Don't know. It was a caller that, me, that's not, uh, that once again. called in. Yeah, it was a caller that's that called in that I I pulled in. I pulled in. Um, no, I, you know, at first I was like, all right, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this one <laughs> one going because he said George Foreman. That's what, he said George Foreman. He called. He you know what? He called in being a, a dumbass and, it, and he's a symbol of hate. <laughs> but that shit was funny. <laughs> Hey, listen, George listen, I'm Ford. actually going to put that on. My, my you dude, said George Foreman. <laughs> oh, he definitely said he definitely said George Foreman, 100%. Oh, he said George Foreman. That, that's what I was like, all right, this analogy is uh, he, he's definitely uh, fucking with the situation. I'm actually recording that and put it on I was trying later. to figure that's, out that's who show. it was. I, was. I was 100% trying to figure out who it was. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. He's talking about pink like this. I was like, this is somebody just crank calling that maybe it's Eric or somebody. I don't know. And he, like, it's probably. When he said, yeah, I was like, okay, this is a comedy bit. We'll, we'll all get a good laugh at this. And he said the white boy. <laughs> That's why I let it keep going. All three, does he assume all three of us are white? <laughs> right. He said, I heard all, he said, I heard you white boys talking. <laughs> oh, good shit. No, That's why I was letting that go because I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Um, uh, so anyways, um, shit. All right. (laughs) Free the penguins. Free the penguins. Um, (laughs) hashtag free the penguins. Yeah. Hashtag free the penguins. Um, all right. So uh, let's roll this back in for a little bit. Um, also another hefty, uh, subject that, that a lot of folks seem to have a hard time with. So I'm just going to go ahead and bring it up, ask questions and ask you guys as input is uh, the All Lives Matter versus the Black Lives Matter. Um, let's, let's just start there. Um, Zeke, I'm going to reach out to you first. I, what's your thoughts on that? Man, I was actually trying to compose a tweet just then. My bad. I didn't even hear what you said. Sorry. What, what, what was the question? Yeah, no problem. Um, the uh, rolling into the next topic of the all lives matter versus black lives matter. Um, that, that seems to be a hefty uh, topic that some people, uh, or should I say a lot of people, you know, have an, you know, an argument with. So when you hear all lives matter, black lives matter, what are the, what do those things mean to you, Zeke? Uh, to be honest, and I'm being 100% honest here, and that's that's where everybody needs to be. Uh, I I di- I remember when the first you know B- BLM movement was going down, and I got caught up in the well, well geez, man, every yeah, every, yeah, lives are important. Every life is important. It, and and I and I and I looked at it from the sense of like. I know, I know. In my heart, I'm not a racist, but I, I don't want to see anybody die, regardless of race, yada yada yada. And I, I was dead fucking wrong, and 100% wrong, and 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 I was ignorant to it, and and not in a, like, uh, not not in a you know hurtful racist way. I just, I, I was viewing it in that way, and it just. Like I, it's the all lives matter thing is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Zeke, I agree with you on that one because, I mean, to be completely transparent, you guys, I had a few tweets on Twitter and I had you know Black Lives Matter and I had white and I had um, all lives matter, and 
I felt that was inappropriate and a little ignorant on my part, so I got rid of it. And the reason why I did that is because, yes, do all lives matter? Absolutely. But that's not the topic of discussion at this point in time. We're talking about an African-American male dying for no fucking reason. The topic is Black Lives Matter right now. That All Lives Matter should not be right now. It's Black Lives Matter at the moment. 100% agree. 100%. And I, that, that's exactly how I feel about it now. And like I said, I, I know some people, it, there, there's, there, there's racist intentions behind it. And, and that, that's the, where I have the problem with it. And it's, you know, like I said, the issue right now is the systemic oppression of, of you know, the black community, all, not like I said, not just in America, but around the world. They, the whole world is screaming at this, like, the injustice has to stop. And, you know, we're, 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 we're speaking on that because it's a clear problem and it's, it's evident. And you, you can condemn racists and condemn, you know, looters and people who are, you know, causing physical harm to others. And it, it, it doesn't mean you're on one side or the other. And, and I don't, like, when you said earlier, John, I'm not, I was on mute, but it broke my fucking heart when I heard you talk about your son happened. My eyes are watering right now. That is, we've, oh, we do not have this man. I can tell you, we just, the love thing is real. And I, you know, I make sure, like I told, I told you the other day, I've said it multiple times on, out on Twitter and, and I'll keep doing it. Like I just let people know, hey, hey, man, look, I love you. I hear you. I'm with you. And, and I'm, I'm 100% open-minded about it and, and realize that it's got to fucking stop. Simple as that. I agree hundred percent so, again. And in my, in my perspective, Real quick, my perspective again is your your um hate is taught. You're not born to hate. My parents was born to love. My grandparents and great grandparents grew up in the 1900s and the 1880s, where they practically were slaves. And they had separate bathrooms. My parents could have grew up to hate. My mom and dad can care less who I brought home to introduce to them. Didn't matter who they were. They treat they treated whoever I brought home like family, and that's to this day. But they had every goddamn reason to hate today. But you know what? They were brought up a different way. Even though they saw all the segregation back in the South, back in the 50s and 60s, they was, they were, they was taught to love each other and respect other people as well. And that's, who, that's how I became the man I am today as well. And I'm trying to spread that love, you know, to my kids to get them to just love. You're going to get people no matter what that's going to um, going to down you for some certain reason. I mean, just real quick before I get back to you, um, get back to you, Keith. 
a situation today. I was talking to my brother-in-law. He lives in uh, lives in Georgia. He uh, works at a pizza shop and he's delivering pizzas. And um, he got into um, he's been noticing that his boss has been a little on edge about all the rioting and all the all this injustice going on. <laughs> so um, and he was getting a little uncomfortable. So I guess just because my brother-in-law is a white male, felt that he was comfortable enough to talk to start talking to him about certain things, and my brother-in-law recorded the conversation, and he let me listen to it, and it broke my heart because the funny thing is, my brother-in-law is married to a, a black woman, and his boss said every racial name in the book about Black Lives Matter. Why they destroying? Why they destroying shit? Let them try to come to my business. I'm a I'm a fuck them up. This and this and that. Not knowing that my brother-in-law is married to a, a black woman. So that's just a prime example showing that the hate is still out there. And I'm not going to say nobody's name, but we know there's a certain person in this country that's given those people. Free, free speech. Okay, giving them, giving them the confidence to come out and say these things. Say the name, and it's unacceptable. Oh, we not. I wish it was Donald Duck. I'd rather have Donald Duck. <laughs> My I don't give a shit, Mr. Trump. Go ahead, Mr. Trump. Go ahead. I don't give a shit. People can unfollow me. I, I think he's an asshole. And I, you know, the answer I get back. Oh well. Oh, you only said that because you, you know, because you had Obama, this and this and that. Obama was not perfect. But I tell you one goddamn thing. He wasn't going to goddamn bunker, and he would come out and address the nation, not go for a fucking photo op. A peaceful <laughs> protest that you said that you were, you were fine with peaceful protests. But as you're speaking, you having the officers push those protesters back so you can go to a church that you have not been to in over a year with a Bible in your hand. When's the last time you read a Bible? Come on. <laughs> you you and yep. Charlotte talking about Charlottesville, Virginia, talking about there's good people on both sides. Huh? I, I think I turned to Dave Chappelle right there with that huh emoji, that huh mean, huh? You're giving them you giving you giving them a voice. This could this is what can turn into a civil war for no fucking reason. Shit like that. It's sad. Yeah, it's definitely a huge part of it. Um, there's no question about it. And that's why I said say the name. You know, it, at this point, you know, we everyone knows who you're referring to. Um, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, and that's why there's a lot of encouragement out there uh, for folks to go out and vote. And I, I have a feeling that this will be a year where there's going to be a heavy turnout for that. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully positive things happen during that time frame. Um, you know, but the uh, All Lives Matter, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, before I moved to New Jersey, I actually lived in Sanford, Florida, and um, I lived or I was there during the time of uh, the Trayvon Martin situation. I believe that the Black Lives Matter movement uh, started there. Um, it wasn't until uh, trial time when I actually moved to, uh, moved to New Jersey. 
Um, so I believe that's when the Black Lives Matter started, and that's kind of when I'll have to be honest. You know, again, I'll have to be honest. I didn't understand, you know, the Black Lives Matter versus the All Lives Matter. Um, I wasn't. I wouldn't say that I was like an, an All Lives Matter advocate. I just didn't understand the Black Lives Matter, and I think that as time went on, you know, uh, you, you kind of, again, you sit back, you listen to folks, and you educate yourself on the true meanings behind things, and, you know, it, it did take me a little while to understand that uh, no one's saying that other lives don't matter. It's just right now, with what's happening, black lives don't matter because black lives, you know, black folks are getting killed by the very people who are supposed to protect us. Um, and it did, you know, take me a long time, you know, with that. And I still to this day kind of now that I, I look back, you know, and, and today I'm seeing folks even saying it, and I'm not really understanding, I'm not really understanding how they can't see this either. And that's where I'm thinking, like, you know, what, what, what can white folks say to other white folks um, to get them to understand that it, 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 it's, it's not all lives matter. We, everyone knows that all, li- you know, that all lives matter. Everyone knows that, but that's not the issue at hand. And the issue at hand is black lives matter. And so with saying that, that's where white folks need to learn to shut the fuck up and listen and understand. And that's, you know, something that they haven't been doing. And, you know, my biggest thing, too, is I think that, that you know, uh, white folks, need to also understand the approach, need to understand the intent, need to understand the approach, need to understand how we're approaching certain situations. So, you know, a lot of folks don't understand the whole white privilege concept, but I did read a thing today, and I thought I didn't come up with this on my own, um, but I did take a screenshot of it because it was something that I did want to mention. You know, for folks who have trouble understanding what white privilege sounds like, uh, it sounds like this. Um, white folks keep saying that it's horrible that an innocent black man was killed, but destroying property has to stop. Now, with that, the intent is, is there where they're trying to say good things, but they don't understand that the way that they're coming across and, – and this used to be me as well, right? I wasn't understanding that that's not the approach that people want to hear. That's not the approach that – should be said the approach should be said that it's horrible that property is being destroyed but killing innocent black people or black men and women has to stop right you're you got to prioritize your thoughts so even though you might think you're coming off the right way with the first quote that i mentioned it's the second quote that's going to get you further with an understanding from the folks who are going through this situation. So I think that we need to sit back and we need to learn how, you know, learn the intent and we need to learn the approach and we need to learn when to shut the fuck up. So any thoughts on that guy? Zeke, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I'm 100% with you. Of course, uh, I agree. Listening and and just listening and just showing support, like you know, even just a simple message or you know, I like I it 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 go a long way just to you know let let people know that 
you know, not we're we're seeing this, and there's a lot of us that are like at the point of, you know, I, the bottom line, and I know doing my part, and and, and I I'm not not a whole lot is honestly going to change about me personally because I 100% like have conversations w- with everybody anybody I come across to I don't I don't judge people uh I respect people uh I, I'm not afraid to strike up a conversation with somebody I don't feel threatened uh by by any uh black people or it, it's it just I know that this thing is so deep 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 it's it's just going to take a it's going to take a real concerted effort from everybody to to really say you know like we we hear our black brothers and sisters we hear them we see what's happening to them what's been happening to them and we're going to not stand in front of them behind them we're going to stand beside and get through this together because you know I I I you guys are both great dads and that like I love that good family men. I, the content that's tweeted, I, I enjoy. Uh, you know the twenty dollar grill uh, tweets. That's that's one of my favorite favorite things on Twitter the last few weeks. Uh, we we might need another one of them up up soon, John. Like I I really need one of them. But uh, yeah, I got you, I'm, man. I, <laughs> I look. I, I just say this, man. I you know I I love you, bro. I really do, and. I definitely want to want our kids to, you know, rem- when they talk about 2020, it's like, yeah, that that that's the year that changed that shit. So that that's all. That's we just got to build on it. That's that's what we got to do. All right. So I have one. Yeah. Last much thought, love to you, man. I have one last thought, and then John, I want you to finish it up because I, you know, and, and give your final thoughts because uh, there's another topic that I do want to jump on that's kind of relative to what we're talking about, but it actually it does get to uh, the, the, the Redskins point of view. Um, but I, I want to real quick just share a learning experience for me, something that I learned. Um, I caught myself two mornings ago, and this is referring back to when I said that I deleted my post on Facebook. Um, I, had st- I had remained silent through, you know, everything that was going on. And uh, one morning I decided to post uh, on Facebook, and, and, and it was because I thought about the night before. I was angry. Um, I was angry that I was forced to having to uh, explain to my nine-year-old uh, son what was going on. Um, I felt like uh, I felt like that you know he had a pure heart, and here I am infecting his heart with shit, bullshit. And so I was pretty angry about that because I'm like you know I felt I felt like as a father I I robbed my son of his innocence, so to speak, because. He don't give a shit about skin color. He, he's, he's friends with everybody, you know? Like, he, he doesn't know about this. He doesn't care. All, all this kid cares about is playing video Fortnite and uh, talking to all his friends and, and that shit, right? I learned that me being angry about that was selfish. Um, that's why I quickly deleted it, because I started putting a little bit of thought into my anger, and I realized that's part of the problem. 
you're being you're being part of the problem because you're trying to hide the truth and the realities of the world from you know your son and here's where you start to break the cycle is by explaining the truth and the realities and explaining why you know things are not right why not all cops are good cops why not all good people or, or I'm sorry, not all people are good people. And it, it bothered me so much to see the confusion on his face. Um, but at the same time, I felt like that I had to break the conversation down as best as I could for a nine-year-old to understand. But after I deleted the post and I put some thought into it, I said, all right, you know, I may have not have been happy about having to do that, but I learned that it's a it's okay because, you know, we can't be in the dark in these things. We can't coddle, you know, our children. The way that we, you know, break the cycle is like what you guys have mentioned where, you know, we we teach our kids how to love and that's it. Um, But I also think that we have to educate our kids as well. Um, And I think that that was my first real test as a, as a dad to, really have a, a serious conversation of things that are going on that even though he, you know, he just started learning about Martin Luther King this year, this school year. And you know what? That was, that was even cut short. Uh, that lesson was cut short because of COVID, you know? So he doesn't really have the full, you know, experience. He understands, you know, he understands it, but, you know, I had to, I had to be a grow, grown up and I had to understand that, you know, you got to have these uncomfortable conversations with the kids in order for them to understand that these are the cycles of of what we're trying to break without you as a parent telling them that you're trying to break the cycle, but being truthful and honest, you know, to your kid and having that uncomfortable conversation. So they understand that these types of things that are happening in the world today are not right. And uh, what can we do, you know, differently. So that's my last thoughts on it all. Um, I will continue to sit back, um, listen, learn, and the things that I'm learning that are truthful, I can then educate my kids even more on things that, you know, I may not understand that I now do just from learning. And that's, you know, what I'm going to continue to do. Again, if there's opportunities in your community where you can stand up and make a difference peacefully, you know, uh, um, you know my wife and I decided that, we're, you know, we're going to do that as well. Um, you know, and so, you know, with that being said, the only thing that I can hope is that, uh, there is major change. A lot of people are talking about 2020 as if it's a a horrific year, which it is. But I also think that by the end of this year, hopefully we can move that ball forward and look at this as this was a groundbreaking year for the start of true change. And I truly hope that we can move forward and do that. So on that, and, you know, John, I'm going to give you the final word. Um, and then we'll, you know, we'll move it on. Yeah. So my final word on this is, um, I love you guys too, man. I mean, um, I met, I met you once Keith and I haven't met Z yet, but I feel like, I feel like y'all my brothers from another mother at this point. And, um, definitely love to get together with you guys and, you know, have some beers, uh, and just, you know, just talk, you know, just have a good conversation and, discuss about our, you know, our Redskins and what the hell they're doing and are we improving or getting bad or whatever, whatever is going on. But, uh, yeah, my final thought on this whole situation is 
I agree with everything you said in terms of I think at this point you ask what can you do. The best thing is to sit back and just listen and educate. And and like I said, I still don't see no end to the this situation. It's going to be ongoing for a while and and you having that uncomfortable uncomfortable discussion with your son it just shows how great of a father you are. I mean, it's it's just like having that birds and the bees conversation, which you don't have to get to that yet. But uh, it's 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 what we do as parents. We have to have those difficult conversations. And the fact that your son doesn't give a damn who he plays with is a symbol of your love and what you taught him. Because like I said, once again, hate is taught. You're not born with it. I feel in most situations... When you're born, you're born out of love. So when there's hate involved, it's taught. And, you know, I feel the same way. Like, I had, you know, my kids, my kids have a diverse group of friends, which I love. Um, When I was growing up, I didn't have that. I mean, I grew up in a predominantly, you know, black neighborhood. But when I went to middle school, I had... A, a diverse group, and then when I went to high school, it was diverse as well. But just because I grew up in a black neighborhood did not mean that I looked at a white person differently when I went to middle school. We all gelled together, John, and it all comes John, out of love. John, and, and sorry to cut you off, but great, great point. What do you say to people that say, uh, "You married a white woman. You married a white woman. You ain't black." Oh yeah, I mean, trust me, man. Like. It takes a lot to get me pissed off, and in my type of business I do, I work in telecommunications. So, I mean, I've had people come into my store. I've been called the N-word so many damn times. I just throw them out. I want to punch them in the face, but I know what's going to happen if I do that. I lose my job. I get charged, not him. Just an unfortunate situation about how sometimes the system treats us unfairly. Um, I've been called a seller. I've been called an Uncle Tom. You know, there's been times, I mean, it's been a while, but, you know, early on, me and my wife get dirty looks. We're walking together, and I get that. I get that from black women. I used to get that sometimes. I mean, it's unfortunate. I get that, you know, from the other side. It's it's no matter what, it's it's going to be there. But the best thing to do is just in my situation with that, I just shut the fuck up and keep moving. There's no point of starting a confrontation over hate. I've been taught to just move on. So, yeah, like I said, I've been called every name in the book. You know, um, it's just comes with the territory. And like you said, that's when you, that's when it's like you say, like even my wife would say, I don't understand. My best bet is to just listen. Because I have not been called every name in the book. You know, I mean, just being honest, I've been called monkey, coon, whatever you want to, whatever it is, I've been called it. And I can still be the, I can still be the best dressed black guy you know but I'm still considered a sellout. Whatever. Um, I feel, you know, those people that generally hate people, there's a work hard karma. It'll come back and get you. But like I said, um, I have much love for you guys. I mean, I have three best friends. Two of my best friends are white. I love those guys. I don't give a damn because they're white. I love them because they were there for me when I was down and out. So, my, uh, that's my final thought, man. Like I said, um, 
We got some more juicy stuff to talk about. So let's keep it going, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, obviously, uh, love you right back. You know, and I think that we all have something to learn from this. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can make progress. That's, that's really all that we can pray for at this point. Um, but with that being said, uh, let's get right into uh, the, the craziness that has been happening the past couple of days. Um, so I'll start off by mentioning, uh, <laughs> as us being Redskins fans, you know that uh, every – I mean, it's been quieted down for, what, you know, a couple of years now. But, um, you know, the Redskins – name catches a lot of heat uh, for being a racial slur. Um, there's a lot of fans that stand strong on it, and then you see folks who, uh, you know, call it a racial slur. And that name controversy has been around for uh, many, 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 many years. Um, and nothing has really been done about it. I mean, at the end of the day, the name can't necessarily change unless somehow Daniel Snyder, of course, um, you know, to, to change in the name. Um, but what I found interesting was, is, <laughs> and I raised the question earlier in the day because I was interested to hear people's opinions on it. Because, I mean, let, let, let's be honest. If we're going to talk about racism, let's pull, put everything on the table. No more turning your heads on any of these issues. Let's put it on the table. Let's discuss it. And let's see if there's resolution, you know, to it. And, you know, I actually got told in my DM that it wasn't the right time to do it. And I, I respected the opinion, you know, and I didn't go off on the person. Um, but I did, you know, say, well, I kind of disagree. I am, I'm not trying to take away from what's currently happening, but also at the same time, if we're going to discuss the, the racism issue, let's put it all out on the table. And let's have just an open discussion. Uh, the tweet was definitely not meant to create a war, you know, uh, with the pro versus the, the, the anti, you know, name change. Um, it was just more of, hey, it's there. Well, then, what do you know? A couple hours later, the Redskins account uh, tweets out with uh, the, you know, pure black photo and hashtag Black Lives Matter. And, gentlemen, you know, what can happen from that point forward is their replies got completely destroyed uh, with the folks who are uh, anti uh, the Redskins name. So I'm going to reach out, you know, Zeke, cause we haven't heard from you in a little bit. Um, if you, you know, if you want to discuss your thoughts on, are you pro or are you anti the name? Um, how were you before, you know, when this came up? And have you, you know, learned anything now that might have changed your mind? You know, uh, give me your thoughts. Well, your uh, your tweet to them, to the Redskins account, with, uh, with the way you ended it with practice the no ret- – that very, very nice tweet there. The, go, go practice the no reply tweet or whatever. Oh, my God, I – I belly laughed when I read that, so that was cool. Uh, man, I think it's a totally separate issue. I, I know what you – I get what you're saying, and, and, and it's on the table for some. But to me, I, I just feel like uh, – and I, maybe it's because I'm a Redskin fan and I'm biased, but I'm if I'm being honest, it doesn't even compare. It's not in the same ballpark. It's not even in the same fucking galaxy. And, like, I, oh, I, I, I don't – I, oh, I know you do. I know you do. And 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 you're just we're just having a discussion. I get it. That's all we're trying to do. And you talking about it and the tweets and stuff. You know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to 
you know, get, get, get folks involved, you know, tweeting about stuff and what's your opinion on this. And, and it's, it's good conversation. Me personally, like I said, it's just, uh, I, I'm biased to see the name, because, I guess, cause I've always been a Redskins fan. And I know that, uh, you know, that there's some in the native American, you know, community that I guess don't like it, but I think it's a pretty large majority do approve of it because of, you know, the stuff that Snyder does do and, you know, different things and the whole pay and homage. Uh, I, I, we don't see it as a racist thing, but I understand why people think it is, and I get it. I just, you know, if we're if we're if we're being real and being real honest, it's 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 not in the same galaxy, like I said. So, yeah, I, I don't care. Any, I haven't really like wanted to dive into it. Just I took a shot at Florio uh, because he's he's a cheap puppet bitch that likes to peddle and that kind of shit. That's how he gets clicks. Fucking loser. But that's how I feel about it. You know, like it's not even fucking important to to bring it up, you douchebag. And I know when the, what you talk about when the Redskins, we know, but a lot of people don't realize that you know the social media person is an African American, and it, so people are being being pretty malicious and hateful, and they're and it's complete ignorance because they have no clue. And it, it's but I, I get I get why people like it sensitive and what you're talking about pulling stuff on the table so i get why people went after it i think even the uh the hot shot you know new york uh politician aoc i think she tweeted at it says yeah it was uh it was unfortunate like i i when i first saw it i was just like oh man that like i i, I see in your tweet uh about the nostradamus because I haven't been on Twitter as much as I usually am or far, far as tweeting and checking in on stuff. I've just been, like I said, it's just been, it, it, the timeline is just so hateful. And it and like it, you're weeding through that stuff, but you see some of the comments that people are making. And I'm talking like what some white people are saying and how they're trying to justify stuff. And it's like, and I, I know we're I, I kind of trailing off a little bit with, the name deal, but it just to me it's it's a it's a non issue at this point because you know Na- Native American people aren't losing their lives because of the Redskin mascot, and you know I think it's cheap, it's cheap and you know cheap fucking clickbait to throw it in there and you know like I was talking about with Florio, so yeah it's it's it's, it's a non issue for me. Uh, if they change it, fine. If they don't, I'm fine. I got a red skin tattoo on my arm, so I guess I'll be considered the most racist white guy. I, I, it is what it is, man. I, they change it. They change it. If they don't, they don't. Yeah, you, we can't compare the two. That's all. Damn, you got a Redskins tattoo? Yeah, on my left shoulder. Yep. Fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking loser too, man. I got one on my right shoulder. My Jesus man, guys, fuck you. So basically, fuck what you, you hold on though. So basically, I'm going to be a racist black you, guy, I guess, right? No, what well, telling me is you guys are walking you're around to a white woman, bro. <laughs> no, well, listen, what it's telling me is you guys are walking around with a bunch of L's on your uh, on your bodies. Well, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know I, especially I mean, from where I'm at. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. 
Yeah, go ahead, John. I said for I said for you know especially you know how it is, Chief. I live around we live around the Philly area. I'm walking around my you know tank top on. They see the rest of them they're like they're like, yo, are you fucking serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm dead serious. But y'all fucking suck. Yeah. Well, we got three rings. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, your yeah, your franchise quarterback that, hasn't awesome. got y'all nothing yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so what's your thoughts like, on the? I don't what, give a shit. What's your thoughts on the name change? Uh, I mean, I'm, we barking down this road, but like you said, when that tweet was sent out, we you I was, I was like, oh no, you know what was going to be? It was going to be some lashing out, and so uh, you oh you got yep. nerve being blackout Tuesday. What your name, your logo was racist, this, this, and that. It's bullshit. I mean, about five or six years ago, it was all about the say the name movement, and nothing happened. Um, I, I even asked my mom because my mom's grandfather was Native American. And so it's like, you know, people are like, well, I, you don't got a fucking opinion. You're a black guy. Well, obviously, I got some Native American in me as well. It may not be, you may not see it, but I have Native American in my family. And my mom takes no offense to the name either. I mean, for Christ's sake, it's been around since 1936. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think, I'm pretty sure that's the year that the Redskins began. So it's like... I think it's bullshit, but obviously, you know, you know how it is on all social media, and whoever handles the Redskins Twitter account should have known when they did this that it was going to be some backlash. No matter what, people still going to take think the name is a, a racist term, and it's going to be talked about for a while. But I don't see nothing happening no time soon. But once again, hey, I got limited edition. If they change the logo, it's on my damn shoulder, so it's whatever. I got all I got all my gear still too. It's going to be legendary <laughs> shit if they change this damn I'm name and change the damn logo. So I'm all about it. Go for it. Do what you got to do. But I think it's bullshit. Yeah, you know, exactly. the, we just sport the throwback. We'll just be sporting the throwback, bro. Well, Absolutely. You know, the, the, interesting, <laughs> the, the interesting thing is uh, with this is, uh, you know, at, at some point I think that for some reason the NFL um, – I feel like some, some memo had to have gone out to uh, the team saying, you know, hey, we need to, you know, stand up and say something. Um, because it seemed like all the teams were doing it. Maybe not all had tweeted, but there was just several. And, and again, to me, it just looked staged. Uh, but more than anything else, it was, for the Redskins, I'll, I'll have to say, you're damned if you do or you're damned if you don't. You know, you, you definitely want to tweet out. Take a stand, show your support, but that's kind of hard to do when you have many, many years of controversy on the actual name itself. So uh, that's why I tweeted that, Zeke. I think that was the perfect time for them to tweet out and then try out that no reply feature because uh, they were going to get destroyed. And I'll tell you what, when you actually you scroll their, their mentions um, – I have never in my life seen so many blue check marks of folks that I've never even fucking heard of. <laughs> and so that made me feel like Twitter just weak as hell, just letting anybody have a, a verified check mark. Um, but, you know, my thing is this. I, I was, jeez, uh, maybe seven, eight years ago. I was very, uh, this was before I became very active on Twitter. I was very gun ho pro the name. Um, don't change the name, you know, type of guy. Um, because again, I lived in my own bubble world. Um, I, I didn't feel that it was necessary. I thought that it was fucking stupid that, uh, you know, 
that folks were getting upset about this. Um, you know, the, the, the stats, the polls, all these other things have been said, you know, to say differently. But one of the things that stuck with me, and again, this was a learning experience. One of the things that someone said that stuck with me is it doesn't, how, it doesn't matter how many people are for it. It matters how many people are against it. Now, I don't want to say that I am fully 100% on board with that statement, but I at least listened and I at least understood where that point of view was coming from. So with that being said, um, and just really honestly being so tired of the topic uh, to begin with, it seems like it just pops up every, you know, every couple of years. Um, it, it gets real heated with it is, I'm pro Redskins, but if the name were to change, you're not going to catch me in Ashburn with a pitchfork like I would have eight years ago. I think that I just, that's one of those, I'll just, like everyone else, we'll have to take one for the team and move on. As long as what is happening is going to make sense and it's going to end uh, the, the craziness you know, behind it, because I think that we all know that the Redskins organization is a circus to be, you know, was a circus to begin with. And I think that this dark cloud is always going to hover over the Redskins until that name does change. Um, You know, so that's my opinion on it. I'm not, I'm just not really caring anymore if they change the name. If they change it, they change it. The only thing that I can hope for is they don't change it to some bullshit like, the Washington Warriors. Get the fuck out of here. The <laughs> Renegades. Like, I don't want that stupid shit. Let's come up with something a little bit better, and maybe I can learn to love it. So, um, but gentlemen, also, what's going on today, um, you know, we have you know a few minutes left before the episode comes to the end, and uh, I guess a couple hours ago, um, you know, now that now it seems like a memo has gone out to the players, like, hey, it's okay to take a stand. Um, go ahead and tweet out your thought because now you have all these NFL players uh, coming out and tweeting, and the majority of the ones are, are, you know, saying the right things, gaining the support from their fans and even non-fans. But then you got Drew Brees. We all know what Drew Brees said. Does what Drew Brees said change his legacy as a player on how people feel about him as a player? Or do you think that he'll still be considered one of the elites and people will still have the respect for what he was able to do out on the field and just not like him as a person for where he's choosing to stand? Um, Zeke, go ahead. Dude, I was you caught me doing it again. I was trying to plug this show. I was like, man, I hope he doesn't ask me something right now. Go, let oh, John go first. <laughs> yeah, John, you motherfucker. You know, the whole point of a podcast is supposed to listen, you asshole. Hey, man, you, hey, you told me to, like, like you know, try to I know. during the show. To I know. <laughs> All right, well, go ahead, John. I'm sure once John talks, you'll be able to pick it up. <laughs> All right. I think he's still going to be considered elite, and I think his image is is kind of damaged at the moment, um, especially I guess amongst 
African Americans, unfortunately. Um, I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. I I feel that he should have, like you said, shut the fuck up and don't say nothing, even if that's how he felt. Because I mean, deep down inside, Cap's protest had nothing to do with the American flag. It had to do what happened to Mr. Floyd, what happened to Freddie Gray, you know, Michael Brown. We, the list goes on and on. That's what he did, and he got banished from the league for it. He is going to still be elite. He's still going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks that played the game if he keeps his mouth shut and doesn't see nothing else. I don't know him trying to apologize is going to fix anything because what he said is what he said. He meant it. So, but, you know, we see tweets from Malcolm Jenkins. We see tweets from his best receiver. Michael Thomas is pissed off at him. Alvin Kamara is well, pissed hell, off so, at him. So is uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, what is this locker room going to look on. like? Right. What is this locker room going to look like if we have a season this year? I mean, this guy's got to walk in and eventually have to look these folks in the eye. Boy, I mean, he has a lot of damage control to take care of. I think he better get his girl Ellen on the uh, on the line and try to do some uh, to try to do some uh, band aids put on right now. But uh, I, I definitely think he made um, he should have, like you said before, he should have kept quiet. And the fact that he mentioned that you know his grandfather fought in World War II. Well, my grandfather did too. What the fuck does that have to do with what's going on right now? Do you think that he should have kept quiet? But do you think that he should have kept quiet, or do you think that because he said what he said, it gives people the opportunity to really understand where Drew Brees is coming from? And when I say understand, I don't mean you got to agree with him. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. I think the scariest people are the ones who don't say shit at all. Because you don't know where mm-hmm. their intent is, and you don't know where they stand, and at least with Drew yeah. Brees, and I'm not saying it's, it, I'm not saying that it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but at least you know what you got yeah. with Drew Brees. Yeah, and like I said, that's where it becomes that feel that he should have kept quiet, especially with his you know celebrity status. You know, these celebrities in general are all under a microscope. Anything they say or do is in the limelight. Any statement they make can be twisted any type of way. Even if they felt, even if they meant to, their intent was a different, a different phrase, it can be twisted all over the place in the media and social media, etc. I just felt that uh, he had, he he's burned bridges, thinking that Cap was doing this to disrespect the flag. Well, I think he the dynamic not. of the team is certainly I, different. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, he burned bridges. I mean, like I said, he got his star receivers really pissed off at him. Like, of course, LeBron James steps up and says something. Richard Sherman saying something. I mean, it's it's just causing – it's causing that same effect that I was saying earlier about, like, what my son said. My son was like, Dad, is it going to be a civil war? That's what is coming because there's going to be a lot of people – that agree with what Drew Brees said that Kaepernick disrespected the flag and you should not kneel during the national anthem. 
I mean, like I said, as 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 an African American male, I respect his opinion. I just feel that he was wrong saying that Cap was doing it for that reason only. He was not doing it to disrespect the flag. This yeah, is, I think, this is what causes a divide. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people's mindsets are changing on on Colin Kaepernick. That's a whole other topic in itself, just seeing the people go back and forth on that. Um, but it's starting it's starting to look a little a little different in some people's eyes uh, on, you know, how they feel about, you know, what Colin Kaepernick has started, um, you know, when it comes to uh, taking a stand on, uh, you know, the injustice. So, well, Zeke, we got to keep yeah, that and, up. And just, so, and, and just like you said earlier, man, just like you said earlier, Malcolm Jacobs told, told Breeze at the end to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Sit back, well, listen, uh, I mean, and learn. I, I didn't. You know, the funny thing is, is I didn't see that, so it kind of falls in line with what I was saying earlier. Just shut the fuck up. I mean, it's not hard to do. Just shut the fuck up. So, but Zeke, go ahead, man. Hope you were listening. Yeah, yeah, I was listening. I got, shut up. Um, <laughs> like, I, I honest, I straight up, I, I'm being dead serious. Like, I've been so, like, I've been just busy right now in general and I I honestly hadn't really like I knew there was something going on and people were pissed at Breeze but I really didn't know exactly what was said or how like how he said it and and the thing that I'll say in in regards to it with the whole Kaepernick thing I you know I'll I'll be 100% honest and transparent when he first started doing it I thought it was disrespectful and I thought it was disrespectful because I was only thinking about the actual act of him kneeing during the national anthem in a vacuum and not why he was doing it. So my opinion, like, I I get it now, and I was wrong then. And, you know, it, it you just can't – I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe they felt a certain way about him anyway, you know. I, I don't know. Like, it just seems like – you know your quarterback. Uh, if if they have if they cared about him and had problems, they maybe maybe they would have reached out to him like privately instead of through social media. Or I know he didn't actually. I guess he didn't really. Did, did Thomas tag Drew Brees in any of his tweets or anything? I, I didn't see that, but I was trying. to No, remember. it was it was all indirect, but everyone knew everyone knew the subtweet. Yeah, well, yeah, he 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 fucked up, man. And it, like I say, and that's when I go about earlier, man. He's done a lot of good for a lot of people. He, he's still a good human being. He just he just said the wrong thing, and 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 not just said the wrong thing, he feels the wrong way. And 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 the, when I say that, I mean it in the sense of take away the act of kneeling during the anthem. It, just take it away. And and understand the the message of why what the this visual is supposed to represent, and I think a lot of people get caught up and they just immediately go right to the the disrespect the flag thing, and then people get on Twitter and tweet and this that and you, know, you got people going back and forth to each other and pumping each other up, and it's just yeah, it's it's 
stop looking at the the actual act itself of kneeling and understand the why, which I really, truly didn't even, I just, I, I only looked at the disrespecting the flag part. And um, like I said earlier, I'm okay in saying I was dead wrong about that. And it, it wasn't a racial thing or, or anything like that. I understood the issue. I just like, you know, protest a different way instead of during the national anthem. And then I, you know, I was only thinking about the act. So for old, old Drew Brees, the, you know, shake that off. And because that's, you know, he, he really feels that way, man. It's ooh, that, that kind of thinking is why things don't necessarily change, you know, when, when people still think like that and it's not necessarily like, not necessarily a political thing either. Just it's just not the right. It's just not right. I I, I don't I don't give two shits about it anymore. Why it's being done? That's the that's the focus, and that's it's where that's where the focus should be. So that that's that's where I that's how I feel about it. Yep, gentlemen. Just to wrap this up, uh, this was uh, definitely a great episode. Um, you know, I appreciate John. Appreciate you coming on. Um, I think what this boils down to, and 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 really what you know, some of us can learn. You know, not necessarily from this show, but just in general, is uh, to listen, learn, understand the intent, and shut the fuck up. I mean, it's not a hard thing to do. Um, you know, this is people want to be heard, and it's time. It's time that folks who weren't listening before are listening now, and uh, you know, becoming an, you know, an ally and helping. I know this is easier said than done, but, you know, making the world a better place, you know, not, not just for us. I mean, hell, we're old, we're all old heads, you know, but making a world a better place for all our kids, you know, no one wants our kids to grow up like this, you know? So uh, we got to figure it out and we got to figure out how to figure it out. If that makes any sense. Um, but once again, uh, gentlemen, very good episode. Uh, I love the open discussion. Um, you know, I, I know we can't wait for football season to start. Um, you know, we're, we're all kind of focused on this main issue as we should be. Um, but hopefully, uh, you know, when the NBA starts back up, we start getting some sports, we can actually, uh, you know, take a break, if that makes any sense. And I don't mean that in the sense of taking a break to get away from you know, the current and real issues at hand. Um, I don't mean that at all, but I think we need some sports in our lives. Um, so I think I'm going to wrap this one up, guys. Uh, you know, Zeke, once again, thank you for taking the time to, you know, be on the show. It's been fun. John, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to hop on, you know, giving us, you know, your insight. And uh, I look forward to, to getting with you folks and, uh, you know, drinking some beer and watching some football. So we got to make it happen. So with that being said, this is episode six of our uh, fun podcast that we're trying to do. So uh, once again, Redskins Nation, you all have a good night. I'll talk to you all later. We don't got to go home, but we definitely got to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) See ya.